Greetings, tech enthusiasts. Welcome back to another riveting episode of Professor Eagle's IDT Musings. This week, we're exploring the topic of digital security, ethics, and privacy. We've touched on this topic a few times already in this class. These topics will always connect to any lesson about educational technology. So I wanted to make our podcast this week a bit different. In preparation for this module, all I've been able to think about is the 1995 movie Hackers. If you've ever seen it, I'll warn you that it embodies all of the cringy stereotypes from mid-90s tech movies. The characters wear this cyberpunk fashion, they can't seem to go anywhere without their rollerblades, and the whole thing definitely has this feel of how you describe computers to someone who has never seen a computer. And the technology itself is pretty out of date. There's a lot of details about payphones and the characters get super jazzed over a 28.8 BBS modem, which would basically take a whole day to download a song. The movie itself is about a group of high schoolers who discover that a local white hat hacker or a hacker whose job it is to use their hacking skills, yes, in true 90s fashion, that is skills with a Z, to think like a hacker and proactively protect valuable servers against their more sinister counterparts. Anyway, the characters in this movie discover that this white hat hacker has actually embedded a program within the company's mainframe to embezzle money from that company. The hack is set to climax very soon with a plot to capsize the company's oil tankers while the malicious code secretly steals $25 million, which is about $45 million today. Naturally, because this is a movie, the teenagers work together to out-hack the hacker and save the company. So, if you let go that... On the surface, the movie is trying a bit too hard to be super cyber cool, but it actually shows a few pretty good visual metaphors as to how hacking actually works. Do little Pac-Man heads appear on the screen and actually eat data? No. But if you didn't know anything about computer data, then that would be a great visual representation as to what happens when someone gets hacked but I digress. Despite the fact that this movie happened almost 20 years ago, whew, I'm getting old. It taught us a few cybersecurity lessons that still hold true today, and that's what we're exploring in this week's podcast. Early on in the movie, the characters realize that they can't just dive into the company's server and combat the evil worm virus that's stealing money. It's not that easy. They need to do their homework first. So they have to do a deep data mining mission to get started. In the opening scenes of the movie, we meet Dade, or Zero Cool. The name is ridiculous, but it does relate to the anonymous culture of hackers who are able to continue doing what they do because nobody knows who they are. Anyway, in the opening scenes of the movie, Dade decides that he wants to watch The Outer Limits, but it's not on TV. So what does he do? He calls up a local TV station technician's office and pretends to be a member of accounting. He said he's lost power at home, 
which has caused him to lose a work file. He convinces the security guard to let him access the station's network. Once he's in, he reprograms the station's schedule so that it immediately plays his show. So let's unpack what happens in this scene just to see how Dade managed to worm his way into this TV station. First, throughout the whole scene, Dade had this incredibly confident persona. My mom has this phrase, just walk in like you own the place. Well, that's what Dade did. He very unquestionably asserted that he was an accountant for the company, a very important person, and this guard's job was to assist him immediately. Then, one of the next things he does is to assess the guard's computer knowledge. Do you know anything about computers? He asks. And the guard just goes, uh... And so Dade jumps on that vulnerability and starts talking super fast using a bunch of made-up acronyms to further assert his dominance in the conversation. The guard is confused. He's so confused that he doesn't stop to realize that Eddie Vedder, the person that Dade is claiming to be, is actually the lead singer of Pearl Jam and not an accountant at the station. All this guard knows is that this name that sounds slightly familiar needs something, and he's stressed because he's super confused, and he knows he looks dumb in front of this guy who sounds super important, so he gives Dade the access information that Dade was looking for. It's a funny scene in the movie, but it illustrates an important real-life security lesson. Data miners feed on those vulnerabilities. If they find an opening, they'll press it. They'll start talking fast, throw out lots of smart-sounding jargon, and act as if you need to respond immediately. But you know what? You don't. If someone ever asks for secure access or information, verify their identity first. If it's over email, look at that originating email address. If it's over the phone, call back using a number that you know to be the correct phone number for the company and not the one they give you. And remember, no celebrity will ever call you personally to ask for a favor. So later in the movie, the teenage hackers are together discussing how they love to hack a supercomputer, but lamenting that those supercomputers are so tightly secured. Dade says that if he were going to hack something that big, he'd go through the back door. In other words, just as we saw earlier, he'd get in through those vulnerable, low-security areas. And that's exactly how those teenagers are able to get into this big company supercomputer. One of the characters, generally agreed by the group to be the least experienced hacker, is able to access this otherwise super-tightly secured supercomputer using one of the top five most common passwords discussed previously by other characters. In another scene, the characters go dumpster diving in the company trash to find information that'll help them learn more about the company, including information that may lead to server access. In a scene much later in the movie, they're holding the papers that they found from this dumpster dive expedition, and they say that they've gotten over 50 passwords from that dive. Soon after, 
one of the characters poses as a repairman. And in a ruse to pretend to fix a connectivity problem, actually plants spyware in the office. Another character pretends to be a delivery person and walks around the office watching people type in their passwords. What are the lessons learned here? Well, as Mad-Eye Moody from Harry Potter would put it, constant vigilance. Be careful with what you throw away. Shred documents before they make it to the trash. Even better, throw the pieces separately away if it's a really sensitive document or burn it. Be careful of the seemingly innocent. We know that email phishing often is successful for the cyber criminal because they're pretending to be a trusted source. Well, these in-person or over-the-phone data mining scams work for the same reason. Is that person who is calling you really from the company they say they are? As we wrap up our expedition through the cybersecurity landscape inspired by hackers, remember that the digital principles highlighted in the film still echo loudly in today's cybersecurity practices. Keep yourself safe. Make your password complex. Cover up when entering your passwords or other personal information. Don't leave sensitive information lying around. And be vigilant to people who may be trying to use pressure to bend you into giving up any sensitive information. Join me in the next episode of Professor Eagle's IDT Musings as we continue our exploration of the digital frontier. Until then, stay curious, stay secure, and may your digital path be filled with wonder.